Welcome back to the Heavy 15, a Shape by Sports Football podcast. My name is James Hiller, for those that don't know this already, and this is where I talk about the NFL in short spurts. Let's get into it. We are back, baby. Let's go. Uh, today, I have a five-team parlay for the weekend for NFL, obviously. Um, and also I have two prop bets for the Thursday night game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And then after that, I'm going to go over my division winners and the three wild cards in both conferences. So this should be a good one. Uh, so I'm going to try to do week, uh, week by week, probably five to six teams, probably just one parlay. And then hopefully keep a record of this just to see how I do and obviously the goal is to make some money I'm not trying to just throw some dog shit picks out there without looking into this at all uh anyways though let's uh let's get into this so week one let's start week one I have the Packers minus two and a half yes I know probably a lot of you don't see that wherever you're whatever book you're with but i took it two months ago and now i would still take it at minus four minus four and a half given the saints qb question marks right uh drew Brees retired most of you guys would know this uh for a while people thought Taysom hill would be starter the starter but actually it's now famous Jameis winston um and a lot of people know about his really inconsistent play. It's a lot of a lot of passing yards, a lot of interceptions for the guy, and they don't happen to have a lot of people to throw to. Michael Thomas is hurt. Uh, really, they have Alvin Kamara and Marquez Callaway, who's kind of emerged a bit in the preseason. It's one of James's favorite players, I guess, to throw to. Um, outside of that, and the fact that they're not even practicing in new orleans right it was supposed to be their home game but because of hurricanes down there right now it's hurricane season uh they've had to practice in texas actually for the past few days and it's now been confirmed that they're gonna be playing this first home game against green bay in jacksonville because again because of the hurricanes so Think about it, though, obviously. This is totally going to throw off whatever groove they had going, thinking they're going to play in New Orleans and having to travel to all these different places. Just It's got to throw the chemistry off a bit. It's got to throw your body a little bit haywire, right? Um, so with that being said, I think Rodgers goes nuclear here on the secondary. I still don't know. It hasn't been con- confirmed yet if uh, – Marshawn Lattimore is in fact suspended for a few games or not. It's still yet to be confirmed. David Onyemata, their star defensive tackle, he's unavailable due to suspension. Uh, So this might make things a bit easier on a, not shakier, but less viable O-line that the Packers have now, now that Corey Lindsley's gone to the Chargers, their starting center, who's now not there. And David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, who's hurt. Um, so really with potential scares for New Orleans on D and the uncertainty with Jameis and plus we know 
Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he does regardless, and Devontae Adams should probably most likely score for sure and probably drop around 100 yards on whoever's covering him. I don't think it'll matter. Um, another little quick note, the Saints are also 2-12 and against the spread in weeks 1-2 and two since 2014 with losing four of their last six games by more than a TD in those weeks, and that's with Drew Brees. So imagine with Jameis, right? So that's the first one. My second spread pick, I have the Tampa Bay Bucks. Surprise, surprise. Um, this line started at six and a half a few weeks ago, I think, and it's only continued to climb from seven to seven and a half, now eight. I've seen it fluctuate back and forth a bit. And now with Zach, Zach Martin out due to COVID issues, it's hard to say how well they can really protect Dak without their best lineman, especially in this nasty Bucks front seven uh the cowboys already struggle in their secondary and they couldn't stop a nosebleed quite frankly and without Dak last year it was just a total dumpster fire so i really think brady's gonna have his way especially not really having to deal with that knee issue he said he was dealing with and plus he's not going to be learning the playbook he knows what he's doing now like nothing he didn't before but you catch my drift um Honestly, I see him having a lot of time with that good O-line and most likely throwing a few TD passes. Uh, I have the Bucks winning by probably close to 10 points with ease to start this NFL season. Uh, here's a little quick stat for you. The Super Bowl winner in Week 1 is 13-5-2 against the spread, so 72% and 17-3 and straight up in the last 20 years, so... I think that's a pretty big deal, plus considering they return the same roster. I think the boys are in trouble. My third pick, we have the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half over the Raiders. Uh, This one stayed pretty consistent, surprisingly, but given the Ravens' injury history lately with the running backs, J.K. Dobbins out for the year, I think Justice Hill also went down too, so now they're down to Gus Edwards. But funny enough, they signed uh, Le'Veon Bell, who used to be obviously really good with the Steelers and then bounced around to the Chiefs so on. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, the Ravens are 22-11-1 on the road, so 67% since 2017. And they've covered 15 of those by double digits. And... The Ravens have been really dominant week one over the past three seasons with outscoring their opponents actually 144 to 19. If you guys remember that Miami blow the other year, Jesus. Um, the Raiders, they also get gashed a ton on the ground, uh, especially last year, which happens to be the Ravens specialty. Obviously, they have Lamar Jackson and all those running backs that they use. But although they are a little weak in that department due to injury, they still have Lamar who runs at least like five times a game. Just I add Libby on the go. Um, And Gus Edwards, who's probably the running back one. And I, I guarantee he's going to slay the thing, the ball to uh, Le'Veon Bell at least a few times, depending on the playbook. Right. Um, the Raiders, they also got weaker on the offensive line, which was once considered a strength. And Baltimore has a pretty stout D-line, I would say. Uh, Oakland, they ranked in the top 10, or not Oakland, LA 
Las Vegas Raiders. My apologies. Uh, they ranked in the top 10 and lowest adjusted sack rate in the last two seasons with having Rodney Huston, their center, guard Gabe Jackson, and right tackle Trent Brown. But now all three of them are gone. They're all on different teams. So this is another thing working against the Raiders, um, especially with the statue Derek Carr out there. Um Baltimore's pass rush, I think they should have pretty good success against this new O-line unit that that aren't really don't have too much chemistry. They haven't played a lot together in much meaningful football games outside of this preseason preseason. So I'll go with the Ravens, minus four and a half. That's number three. At pick number four, I love this team. <laughs> uh the Buffalo Bills. I have them over the Steelers, minus six and a half. Uh, if you listen to the last one, I just released it yesterday, by the way. Unfortunately, it's only on Spotify. I had a bit of a music error. Um, I have big expectations for this Bills team this year with having a Super Bowl bet on them. Also, I just think they're a really good team. Um, and they start out hot playing against a potential wild card ish team. I don't think the Steelers won the division, but they they never are really below eight and eight, right? They're always very competitive with a really good defense, but here's the honest truth. So they neglected their O-line in the draft Pittsburgh after losing three starters going into this season. And the bills, honestly, they should be able to get to big Ben with their pass rush. Big Ben's not the same runner as he once was. I know they said he lost a bit of weight, but I think that's, that's a little bit of fluff. He looks pretty much the exact same to me. Like he was probably, wearing a fat suit underneath his shirt, let's be honest. Um, the Steelers, they have a great front seven on D, but the weakness for them will be in the secondary where the Bills should feast. Their Steelers' number two corner spot's a little shaky, and having to cover uh, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders' new pickup, along with Gabriel Davis in the mix, outside of their number one corner covering Diggs, which I think Diggs should have his way with them anyways, it's going to be kind of tough to stay afloat throughout four quarters. I feel like they're going to get tired sooner or later. Uh, that defense is going to be on the field for a while. Um, here's something for you. Buffalo, they've won 12 games since October 1st of last year, and 10 of those would have covered this number of six and a half. The Bills' home crowd should be roaring. I'm going absolutely berserk for this home opener, plus the way they lost last year. They're probably really excited to get back out there in the stadium, especially with COVID taking out most of their games for home fans last year. We got the Bills by six and a half. Let's go. That's number four. And we have pick number five for the five-team parlay. This is the San Francisco 49ers minus seven versus the brutal Detroit Detroit Lions. Um so, although the 49ers no longer have their fiery defensive coordinator, ex-defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, or a leader like Richard Sherman helping that secondary out, uh, I really think they should still have their way with this poor Detroit team with a uh, really slow Jared Goff under center. Uh, that D-line should be all over him, up in his face, and you know what happens when Goff feels the pressure. He gets happy feet, and... He's not very accurate, and sometimes he ends up turning the ball over. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan will draw up a wicked scheme, which should maybe even get Trey Lance involved in a few packages, depending on his health, of course. I know 
I think it was something with his thumb going on, but Jimmy G's obviously the guy for now until proven otherwise with his play. Um, I feel like, yeah, honestly, San Fran, they should be able to roll against one of the weakest teams in the league who probably won't be competing at all come November. Jared Goff doesn't have a lot of people to throw to. They don't have Kenny Galladay anymore. They don't have Marvin Jones anymore. Look for them to be targeting TJ Hawkinson a lot and DeAndre Swift. Outside of that, I feel San Fran should just run all over this team. San Fran by seven. All right, there you have it. There's my five-team against the spread parlay. So the Packers, the Bills, the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Bucks. So moving on, I have two player props for you guys to end it out before I do a quick little run of the division winners. So for the Thursday night, these two, I have Brady over two and a half passing TDs. Uh, Tom Brady, he threw for 40 TDs last year despite playing on a bum knee in a brand new offense without fans for most of the year and with COVID. Um, I think this spells a recipe for disaster for Dallas that can't stop a nosebleed and who thinks Dan Quinn's going to be their savior? I don't think so. He was an absolute mess in Atlanta. He made them look pretty bad, in my opinion. Not that they had a very good defense to start with anyways, but the Dallas' secondary is not very good. I expect them to carve up this week, Dallas secondary on Thursday night. Even with new rookie linebacker Micah Parsons, quarterback in the defense, he can only do so much. He's a linebacker. He's not a coverage player. Brady, over two and a half passing TDs. That's the first one. Uh, Second... I have Antonio Brown, an anytime TD scorer. Um, Antonio Brown, he became one of Brady's favorite weapons on the stretch last year uh, with scoring in five of the last six games of the season, including the Super Bowl. Um, The Cowboys, they don't have a lot of depth at corner, and with AB likely being the number two option for this game at least, uh, due to Chris Godwin's tweaked hamstring, I'm sure he'll play, but... AB should get more targets because of that. And I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to score here. So that's the second one. AB, anytime touchdown score. Next up, going to go through these pretty quick. Uh, division, My division predictions and wild cards, the three for each conference. So in the AFC North, I have the Browns as number one. I think they're a really complete team. Uh, especially with the Ravens injuries, and I just don't know how they'll hold up this year. Uh, AFC South, surprisingly, I have still the Indianapolis Colts. I heard today Carson Wentz is still going to start. I don't know if that means if they're going to win the game or not. I think Seattle might take week one, but I feel like the Colts have a more complete roster, even though I like the Colts. I'm trying not to be biased, but Tennessee, they lost Arthur Smith. And I feel like that offense could decline a little bit without that. And plus their defense is still dog shit in my opinion. So I don't know how they're going to stop anybody. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Uh, The Chiefs, I still think they're taking the AFC West. So the best team in that division, the Chargers are maybe a year or two away. I think they'll push for a wild card though. Uh, AFC East, I had the Bills. They're still Kings of the Castle. Uh, New England will be better with some people returning from COVID on defense and It'll be interesting to see what Mac Jones does, but 
Same with Miami. I don't think they're there yet. Tua is still really young and needs some more experience. Uh, the AFC wild cards, I have the Ravens finishing second in that division, and they'll get one of the wild cards. I don't have the order, but then I also have the LA Chargers. I feel like they're also a pretty good roster overall, and they should win a ton of games this year. And then the last one, I have the New England Patriots, just because I don't see Bill Belichick going out twice in a row, not making the playoffs. It's very rare seeing this happen, and I feel like they'll be much better suited this year especially outside of COVID. So that's the AFC moving on to the NFC. Uh, I had the Packers taking the division. I still think they're far and above the rest of the other three teams. Minnesota usually gives them a bit of trouble and the bears usually always have a good defense, but that secondary is pretty leaky. Same with the Vikings. Uh, Mike Zimmer will probably coach them up much better than he did last year, but man, oh man, I still think, Aaron Rodgers is a bad boy and should take care of business for the most part. Uh, the NFC South, the Bucks, obviously, defending Super Bowl champs. I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's that simple. Uh, the NFC West, the 49ers, I have them taking the division. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL, basically. So that's who I'm going to go with there. And then NFC East or the NFC least, because they're so all the teams are awful in my opinion. Uh, we're going to go with the Washington football team. They have a really stout defense and I'm hoping to see Fitz magic sling the ball out a lot to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. They're both really fast and they should be a really fun team to watch and put up a ton of yards. Uh, wild cards. Funny enough. <laughs> I have the LA Rams, the Seahawks and Super flyer here. I'm putting the Cardinals also in there. Make fun of me all you want, but those four teams are better than a lot of the other NFC teams that will be competing for wild cards. I think the Saints aren't as good as they once were. They fell off a bit. Um, I don't see the Dallas team getting enough wins to be able to get that wild card, uh, nor do I see the Vikings. Uh, Yeah, that's who I'm going with. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I think I'm going to cap it off there. Uh, We will check in next week to see how I did. And with more week two picks, take care, guys.